worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the pop car- podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as it says in the name of the show, it's all in canon. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by the one, the only, the Phil. Good day, everybody. It's a nice, comfortable evening with two grumpy old men here. I wouldn't say we're grumpy. You have the dulcet tones of Boris uh, Boris uh, sounding in my ears. You know, the dulcet welcome to the It's Canon podcast. It's it's just very soothing as you put on your cardigan and chomp a car- on. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Number one. Number one, not a cardigan. Let's get that straight. And chomp on your nice, like, pipe, you know, the old pipe that you're your grandfather gave you the Scottish one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cardigan, which is actually hilarious that you even said that it was. I just saw you putting on the comfy sweater. That's yeah. all. He's got a sweater on. It's no big deal. But it just made me laugh because I'm like, how old are we getting? Just, yeah, all right, let's do a podcast. Let me gear up and drink the water and get my sweater on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be comfortable, man. The reason why I'm laughing is because... My friend, she absolutely hates when I wear cardigans. I don't know why. She hates oh. them. Hates them. And has said that if I wear them, she will rip the cardigan. Man, I, I've here's got the thing. a friend of mine. And here's the thing, Phil. Well, I know she would do it. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's the thing, right? Like there are certain pieces of articles of clothing that we, especially in my geekdom, right? That I, I for a while there, when sweater vests came back, I thought they were something suitable until somebody told me they're like, "You wear that goddamn sweater vest again. I'm just gonna just I'm I'm gonna steal it from you. I'm gonna take a shit on it, and then that's it. It's done. You're never gonna get it clean." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, you probably would." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been wearing cardigans for so many years, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the flip on cardigans. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. <sighs> Well, I think you would look smashing in a cardigan. Thank Mr. you. Boris. Thank you, Phil. Here's the funny part. I know she won't even listen to this show, so whatever. <laughs> she constantly says, I've never li- it's it's in the worst part is it's almost like a, a point of pride now that she has never listened to any of my shows ever. Maybe a clip here and there that I've posted, but never a full episode. And I can guarantee you there won't be a cardigan clip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. my goodness! 
<sighs> what a day. What a day. So talking to our trusted colleague, Tyler, he plans to be back next week. He's been working offline quite a bit. He has a bunch of stuff on mm. the go. Um, he's kind of doing some work for its canon also on the side. We're going to have a couple very cool episodes coming up uh, that feature Tyler. Uh, so we're going to get those, you know, in queued, uh, queued up for everyone. But yeah, I just wanted to let people know that he should be back next week. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, he had some stuff that he had to deal with. So I'm glad to hear that he's making progress and feeling a little bit better, hopefully soon. So we miss you, Tyler, and we uh, can't wait to get back onto the podcast. Yeah, 100%. So what's going on, man? What's new? What's new? What's different? What's exciting in the world of Phil? You know what? Like It's, it's quiet, man. Like I'm completely obsessed right now with Top Gear. I don't know what has gone on in my life until this point that I have avoided because I did talk with Fred Kennedy, fearless Fred the other week. He, he, he like messaged me on Twitter and he goes, Phil, I need to talk to you. Right. Because you know what? We were just talking about how you don't watch something and the more you don't participate in it, the more it becomes a thing that you, that defines you. You don't want to do it ever like Harry Potter and myself. Well, Squid Game is kind of becoming that for me, too. All right. Just because of there's so much hype. And now when I go into Walmart or anywhere, I see Squid Game T-shirts everywhere. And it's just getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know. This is like Tiger King. Never going to watch it. And I'm just not going to participate in this tomfoolery. I have tried. I have had disconnects with it because I found the, the main character absolutely deplorable. And it turned me off. And, and you know, Fred pointed out to me that that's part of the path of the show is his redemption or his his dealing with that through the show but i just didn't want to watch it and top gear was one of those things for me and now that it's kind of done it's off it has nothing to do with geekdom yeah but it's completely monopolizing everything i'm not i'm not watching the the train thing that we watch on netflix snowpiercer we, Snowpiercer, I started watching that season three and then I kind of stopped because the car stuff, oh my goodness, I, I find it so comforting. I just sit there at night and it's like having a warm little hug when Richard Hammond and, and James May and, and, and all these guys do their goofy English things and have people on that are in pop culture doing goofy English things on the goofy English show. Yep, agreed so, 100%. There's entertainment value in it. I'm I'm getting like a little bit of both worlds, yeah. but I'm missing out on what's going on in the world. Like I, 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 I what's going on with you? Like I, aside from gaming, and you see me game a lot. I would imagine. Not, not necessarily. Gaming my my racing games. Not necessarily. Um, um, I've been honestly just so busy with so much that my downtime now consists of me completely disconnecting from anything electronic. Mm, I've gotten okay, to that point fair. in my life. Yeah. But mind you, remember, like, in a regular week, I watch about, let's say, 20 hours of wrestling, you know? Yeah. Plus. It's a lot, man. Probably a 50 to 60 hour work week, you know, plus whatever we do for this show. So, yeah. Yeah, well, geek time's kind of slow right now. Like, I know we've got kind of probably a, a, a light news episode queued up here but uh you know even when we talked this afternoon about what stories we really wanted to get into and i'm like 
man, I just haven't seen that much going on. Like this week's been, oh, this year has been pretty quiet. And, and there's such big stories happening in the news. And I know we're not going to talk about that as we wouldn't talk about that. But it's just like, wow, you know, the news everywhere is really depressing right now and, and more so than just a regular old pandemic. That almost seems seems academic now. <laughs> like, ah, we're just going to take masks off and we're going to go to the movies and everything's going to be great. Yep. Yep. Man, we'll <laughs> see what happens with that. But, yeah, no, it's um, that's the thing, right? Like, I think that we went from such a news cycle that really consisted of a lot of COVID news and shit like that to now it's kind of like you know shifted to stuff that's happening in Eastern Europe and that's mm-hmm. where the focus is right and and we're not going to get into to the minutia of things here on this show there's absolutely zero point it's going to lead to nothing good no point in talking about that aside from saying shit's going to be more expensive and don't expect shit to be on shelves as fast in terms of electronics and stuff like that so you know outside of that what else can we really say, right? So trying to navigate. Oh, I will. Go ahead. I will bring up really quickly that the stuff in China seems to be getting out of control with this Omicron subvariant, and that's in their biggest producing chip area of China. Yeah. Huawei, everything is severely impacted. So like just further to your point, not only are regular trade routes disrupted because of what's going on in Eastern Europe, stuff's going to be messed up out of Asia coming direct over to North America for a bit too. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, things, things are just crazy. I was actually talking to someone. Um, it was my friend uh, who I went to watch the Batman with. And on the ride home, we we're kind of talking. He was telling me that his parents were looking to buy a car. And, you know, unfortunately, they need a car right now because cool. otherwise, there's, you know, right now it is not a buyer's market for car. A, nope. a, a you know, a, a dealership has one car and probably 10 people who want that car. Yep. And and the problem is too is is you know, like not only do you have all that, prices are going up to get the cars shipped. Yeah. And whatnot due to gas and all this other stuff. So if they're sharing cars between dealerships or whatever, there's extra fees being tacked on the vehicles all the time now just for delivery tax and, and things like that. Like it's everything costs so much right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? If you need, like, this is a thing. If you need something, you're going to pay for it, right? Yeah. And immediacy is probably the worst thing to have in a market like this for anything. Like, heck, I was just reading a story online that some guy is claiming that he he has a roof over his head because he's scalping PS5 still. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, wow, that's a messed up piece of the world. I have much more sympathy for your friend and and trying to find a car. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> talking about PS5s, you brought you bring up a good point, and this is another discussion that I was having with someone just last week. And I kind of want to get, I wanted to get your thoughts, and I had a whole text written, and I'm like, you know what? This is its canon talk, and this is the issue now. <laughs> our, our friendship has severely been affected by this show in the sense that we just wait to talk until we're on this show, as opposed to having a lot of conversations outside of this show. Yes, the ongoing chat has been thwarted yeah. by the now, show. <laughs> and here's here here's the thing. And I think we kind of brought this up once with Tyler, but we didn't get too deep into it. And that's PlayStation 5, Xbox. And it, I think it's more prominent with PlayStation because Xbox, you still have Game Pass. You still have the S's. You know, there is kind yeah. of 
inventory coming out. But what we're what we're seeing with PlayStation, and 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 specifically the the um, exclusives, I have a feeling. Let's take Returnal for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a feeling that this game is going to be huge in a few years. Well, did you see the state of play last week? I started. I watched bits and pieces uh, of it. Well, the big news that came out of State of Play, I'll summarize it, is that Returnal's getting an expansion. And that expansion's going to involve co-op play. It's going to involve a lot of fleshing out of features. So that's going to make Returnal even bigger. Yeah. So I think you're right with that prediction. And I just think that it's already positioning itself the early success of that game. And I'll tell you, like, out of all the exclusives that I played on the PlayStation 5, Returnal by far like stood head and shoulders above a lot of what came out, especially last year, because it was it felt like a real game. Like it yeah. felt like it was more than a demo. It felt like it had a soul. It felt like it needed to be explored. I, you know, I just really was was into the vibe that it was putting out there. Now, you know, now there's a lot more competition in that space. You have Horizon 2. You have, you know, Gran Turismo, I guess. I've seen a lot of complaining about that. But there are some exclusives finally coming to market. And there are some other games that are kind of Koya, I think its name is, and whatnot. There were some ones that got peppered in there that have its own feet to stand on the 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 ratchet and clank thing as well. So but Returnal definitely has a lot of bite to it and a lot of potential. So I am quietly excited about where that is possibly going to continue to go. Because I agree with you that it's probably the most well performing and next biggest next gen game you can get right now. Still you you put that game on and you know that you bought a PS5. You know that your your money went into some hardware. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, and really what I also mean by that is the whole, you know, like because so many, so few people are actually playing this game right now, it's yeah. going to get a surge in popularity once people have PS5s to actually play this game on. Yes, they so, a big time. You know and how these features with the yeah, expansion exactly. are going to make it really that much more attractive. Which is interesting because, like, I feel like developers right now are forced to keep the game alive more so than they would have previous to this. Well, as much as we talk about this, like, this perceived, and it is real, a shortage of PS5s because I still have friends that don't have them. The majority of my list, because I've been gaming more on the PS5 in the past month, the majority of the list of my friends all have PS5s. Like, I'd say 90% of them right now. And I, I, you know, we keep on hitting that sales figure that Sony sold more PS5s last year than Xbox sold Series Xs. Like, yep. double the amount. So I, I don't know if they all went to scalpers or what. Like, or if they're actually getting in the hands of fans. Or if it's scalpers then fans. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, where the disconnect is, if there is one. But I certainly don't see a lot of evidence of it at least here on my friends list with the players that i have mostly based in canada some in the states and i don't really see that backed up as far as well i guess when somebody buys a scalper machine they're not going to be the the one top of your friends list going hey i got a ps5 i paid a thousand dollars for it yeah, like, exactly you know what i mean like the it's quiet be ones a- who you eventually find out when you see them online and you see the ps5 icon rather than the ps4 icon 
Yeah, and, and then it's like if you're talking to them, they might go, "Yeah, I kind of caved in, got one." Yeah, don't want to talk about it. Exactly. But it's great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Spider Man's awesome, man. Haptic feedback rocks. But that's what I mean. <laughs> that's exactly my point. These people are going to be missing out for a while on these games. So you know how we always had the greatest hits coming down to 1999. We're not going to see that with PS5 for the simple fact that I think. Even Sony knows a lot of people aren't don't have systems and hardware in their hands, so they're going to be buying the game like later than they would. And you'd think that they'd fix that at some point. You would think like, so. It's 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 not rocket science, but I I will have to say like this haptic feedback thing is way undersold when it comes to the actual difference of the systems, because I I kind of chuckle like the biggest thing that Xbox has going for it from my perspective is that the Game Pass end of it is so great. Yeah. And the exclusive titles. Like, they, they have their strengths, for sure. But when I look at the actual hardware and the difference in terms of playing, I can't tell you. Like, I still have a dilemma pulling, hooking up the steering wheel sometimes where I'm like, man, I the, the controller? Like, if you go and you play a car that is a dirt racing car, like a dirt rally car, all right, so if you if you load up the Toyota Supra Rally Edition type thing, yeah, and you know like those cars have like really clunky transmissions, like short throw, firm transmission shifts. You can feel that in the haptic feedback. You can feel each individual gear engaging in the gearbox. It's that level of feedback. It, yeah. It's unreal. And then you get into a more refined car, and you don't feel that as much. But like when I'm doing the Tayo, uh, the Tokyo Highway, I can feel the bumps in the road where the bridge abutments are joined. Yeah. Like it, it's it's that level of feedback is just. I know it's a simple thing, but it's done so well. It it's way beyond go a uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell or or sorry a Metal Gear Solid when the helicopter landed. You know what I mean in, in Metal Gear Two. That was, to me, one of my top gaming moments when the PS controller was like, and I'm like, holy crap, this feels like a helicopter. You know, 12-year-old me running around with my, you know, controller in my ear going, ah, it vibrates. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, or, this is this is a level of detail and preciseness where I'm just like, holy cow. And you can just play that silly little game, you know, with the, the Astro guy and stuff. Yeah. And the amount of versatility that's in that controller is really undersold. Like, bravo, Sony. And when you get a first-party game, boom. Yeah. Speaking of controller tricks, do you remember? So you 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 you, you want to talk about Metal Gear 2, Solid 2. <laughs> I still remember Metal Gear Solid, the Psycho Mantis uh, mm. boss. That's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've still got the original Metal Gear PS1 disc. Nice. Here and my PS2 uh, and and Metal Gear 2 PS1. I never owned it's... one legal, one legit <laughs> copy of a PS1 <laughs> or PS2 game. It was all black <laughs> CD yep. rips, right? Yeah, man. Dreamcast oh. owned a couple, but then got that bad boy modded. <laughs> I never have modded any of my gaming systems. Yeah, basically, it went from 2000. 99, 2000, up until, I guess, 2008 with PS3. I was like, yeah, yeah nothing legit between that window. The heyday. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I was everything legit 
So I, but like I say, when I first got into the games, right? Like when I first really started gaming more than just the Atari 2600 and my Sega master system and whatnot, my Sega Genesis, when I evolved past that and I got into the PlayStation, I was dating a girl who worked at EB games. <laughs> it was just like, Oh baby, each week the games would drop and she was all Nintendo and I was all PlayStation and the cross pollination of just a gaming wasteland that was her basement apartment was, Oh, it was toxic <laughs> on weekends. We were just like, okay, what are we gaming on next? What, what game, what game, you know, didn't matter. It, it was being returned to the store. We were just able to play whatever we wanted. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, no, th- th- that's the thing, right? Like, I think so. even Sony undersells that haptic feedback, but that's something that Sony has always kind of had that one up on Microsoft, right? Like, the controller especially. Everything about the controller. I, you know what? I I got to say, like, the, the last one on the PS4 did not impress me at all. And... The one that stood out and really took the brunt of toughness for me was I only bought on the previous gen. I had a controller that came with my Xbox One that went with the Xbox One when I traded it in for an Xbox One S. That controller didn't even use it. I used an Xbox One Elite controller. Yeah, you mentioned. I still to this day talked about that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I have that controller in its little thing it stays in a hard shell case when it's not in use but that is by far the most sturdy most well-built controller i've ever used now to be fair it costs the price of a console pretty much yeah it's not for the faint of heart it's a professional gaming you know controller with all the the moddable extras for for speed triggers and all this kind of stuff and custom triggers on it It, it's a wonderful piece of 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 metallic crafting. Um, but you know, it stood the test of time. It never got goopy. It's serviceable. You can just pull the pieces out. They're held in by magnets. It's a beautiful piece of hardware. And I, I, I'm looking forward to possibly seeing Xbox try to combat Sony on the elite controller front. And that's a game that Sony's never gotten into was an elite controller. You know, they've always been, Here's our controller. This is what we do. And we're even going to be really tight on licensing other companies. I think this year is the first year where I've seen other companies are going to be producing PS5 controllers. Yeah. So there are options coming. Let's see how they actually are, right? Like I've used third-party PS4 controllers to third-party PS3 controllers, third-party Switch controllers, and they all have their particular issues, right? Agreed. And it's always been that way in the past for me with Razer controllers and things like that. I've tried a number of things with my Xbox and my PlayStation, and they've never, ever quite satisfied. Yeah. I always liked the, the actual setup of the PlayStation, or I'm sorry, of the Xbox controller with the stick layout and the D-pad layout. I found that that is my gaming style, but it's probably because I did a lot of my hardcore gaming on a 360. The PlayStation 3 was always a boutique item for yep. me. And the majority of my gaming at that point was on Xbox. Yep. I remember when we met, you were all into Xbox. Yeah, and it was funny because my crew like started leaning into PS3 at that point, And then we went in full-on PS4. So it's been a weird journey because I see it veering now back to 
Xbox side, which is kind of funny for them. Right. But I got both feet <laughs> firmly in both puddles. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Well, I have a question for you. Another question for you, I should say. Have you watched Spider-Man yet? I, uh, I, I, I know you sent me some stuff about it. Uh, I actually watched it in January. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. You know, I forgot about that. I forgot that you did. Yeah, I. So I, I, yeah, I've seen it, and um, yeah, I always yeah. forgot that you did. Like, yeah, it was something that I yeah. just, uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, never mind. No, and I appreciate talking. that because yeah. I'm like, you know, like, but it's it's over the internet like a bad rash right now, mm-hmm. and uh, especially once yeah. once there's a leak. Disney said, fuck it, let's just release it. So they released the digital. Once the digital gets released, you know, it, it's open season. Uh, so, yeah. Well, so that's, Sony. So that's that. Sony dropped it, not Disney. Sony dropped yeah, it. Yeah, Sony. Um, because cause it's on, in Canada, it's free on Prime right now. I don't understand there's why. There's a free preview. It's not free. Oh, okay. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Couple I saw the little free. highlight, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, no, oh, a couple minutes oh, are free." Oh, jeez, forget yeah, that. No. no, 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 no. But I'm sure Sony has some form of distribution there with Amazon or something. Um, yeah, because if you try to buy it off of Google, like Google Movies, it tells you to go fire up Prime. So I'm wondering if there's going to be an exclusive presale through Prime. Yeah, probably so. at some point or, or something like that. Um, here in Canada, we started getting "How I Met Your Father." Week by week. Oh, yep. First oh, couple episodes dropped. Is, yep. is that on Disney? Yeah. Yep, that's on Disney. On Star. On Star. Okay, I'll. I'll I know you. You've sent me a preview for it, but I'll, I'll earnestly try to watch it now because I don't have to watch it on my phone. So. <laughs> well, you can watch it anywhere, really. But enough of that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Yeah. So that that's something really cool. Uh, we're gonna end. This is gonna be a short episode. Telling everyone right now, and we explain okay. at the top why. <laughs> There's really not too much to go through, uh, but yes. here's a fun one. EA won't have to pay the $11 million fine because of loot boxes after all. What? Yeah. So the Dutch court essentially overturned the decision to fine EA the equivalent of $11 million for failing to remove loot boxes from its FIFA games. The original judgment came in October of 2020, um, then there was all bunch of uh, back and forth and more court battles but eventually uh, the judge was seen to be in violation sorry the verdict was this is a form of gambling after a bunch of back and forth I guess they just said fuck it EA has more money than the Dutch government let's be honest you know what's hilarious too I don't know how like game designers are doing this but Gran Turismo 7, when you finish levels or make accomplishments, they give you a roulette token ticket. And you go and you play roulette. Yeah, and then you get the prize off of that. And I'm like, how is this not directly gambling? Like, how is this? You're, you're not even hiding it anymore. casino games. Yeah. It's, it's, and the music, and you can hear people having drinks and stuff. And your headphones. And I'm like the heck is happening here and yeah loot boxes loot crates random this random that if you give us 25 dollars, we'll give you five spins you know like in forza horizon 5 it's all about wheel spins 
And what the, they got the whole game imbalance wrong for the first month. The balance was totally off. And what you could do is you could take car points, just drive, earn car points, take those car points, put them in, unlock a wheel spin on the car, get the money, then flip the car, and it gives you the drive points back. So you could just keep on doing that. Buy the same car, give the car away to somebody else, and then they were cursed with that piece of crap. And then just keep on unlocking the wheel spins. Yep. And that's how we accumulated like $20, $30 million in a couple of days. And I'm just like, how is this not bad behavior for gamers? You know what I mean? Like, like maybe as an adult, I feel like I can separate it and I don't have a gambling problem. God knows I have enough other problems. But for kids, I think it's atrocious. Like, I, I think it's really dangerous. There has to be a better way to distribute wealth and, and earnings in a game other than a lottery system. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like your your entire game is built off the fact that you're going to gamble your entire life away on wheel spins. And God forbid super wheel spins are in play. Oh, my God. Three wheel spins at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Kids must be like going crazy at home. Like I see, I've seen guys posting on Twitter and stuff that all oh, my six-year-old loves doing the wheel spins and is like massing up massive amounts of money because you can stop the wheel spin by hitting a sequence of buttons. Oh, it's very, very addictive forming. Oh, I can imagine a hundred percent. Like it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous at this point. But yeah. So, complete side note. As you were saying that story, I was listening, number one. So that so, yep. so you have to give me some credit. But number two, looks like our website is down. Oh, great. Yeah. Do we know why? <laughs> That's it's usually re- a loaded question with us. It's renewal time. So. Oh, I hate this time of year. Yep. The, the, the scars on my back oh, start you, to don't emerge. Get me from, don't even get me started. From us. I Don't even get me started. Oh, That's why, honestly, group. I did the three-year renewal last time because the last time this happened with me and Tyler and Kyle, yeah, oh. everything went to shit. Oh, then some scuzzy dirt baller gets it. And he, it's the www. It's get a podcast Russian well, broad giveaway. Yeah, you, you, it's been paid. At least. <coughs> it's been uh, paid. Yeah, I know. It's the internets and processing. Yeah. Anyways. So I'll figure <laughs> that out. Oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, it is what it is. What a debacle, though, this then, week has been with, oh, like, Spider-Man leaking and everything like that. I'm just constantly amazed at the world we, we choose to live in. Or just reading the headlines constantly of... Well, Sony have decided to switch strategies all of a I know, right? Yeah, they moved dates on this, and eh, this is going to hit earlier than we thought. I just want to know when, I, like, I know it's later, but I'm just going to buy the 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 4K Super Blu-ray thing just so I can put the spine beside the other two in my collection. <laughs> Oh, and I did score a Cobb Vanth Funko Pop this week. Ooh, nice, very nice. So it, it's I'm growing the uh, the uh, uh, the Mandalorian shelves. It's just they're 
more and more of them are showing up now. Good old little Mandalorian armor. Remember when it was just Boba Fett? <laughs> I know, right? Those were the days. Those were the freaking days. Tune into this weird cartoon and you'd be like, Dave Filoni's doing something with Mandalorians. It's so cool. Nobody's watching. <laughs> I know, right? Fuck. Those were the days. Now it's just oh. now it's just oh. it's just something because what I wanted to end the episode with, and we might as well get there now. That's Obi Wan. Yeah. Holy shit. The, Where do we even that start? Was the thing. I and oh man, there's so many feels in that. It it was I literally watched it on my phone and I was already going bonkers in my mind. Like I was like, okay, I gotta wait till tonight and calm the shit down and watch us on, you know, YouTube a high high res copy. And I did watch uh Alana Pierce's take on it. And I thought it was pretty funny because she's like pretty bitter about all the Star Wars now. I know what, like, what's happened. Everybody's just pissy with the whole franchise. I guess Boba Fett was disappointing in some fashion for people. But anyhow, they people are like, oh, this is Star Wars' last chance and all this. And then she's like, I'm just going to pause it right now because they open on that Tatooine desert. She's like, does everybody in Star Wars think the entire universe is made of sand? <laughs> it is true. And I'm like, it's so funny, but I know I've seen enough of this trailer that you're going to be a sopping mess by the end of it going, oh, I can't wait for May 25th and bring it on. Like, just you, you can just keep it going nonstop on her and she'll be happy. And yeah, like it was a great trailer. It's like as Disney does. They're amazing at trailers, more than any company I've ever seen. Yeah. Their trailers are awesome. And and just to see Ewan McGregor reprise the role and and the Inquisitors actually being live flesh. Now there is blowback from the Grand Inquisitor. Yes, I know. I've seen I've seen that. that. People are like, he's a little bit fat. <laughs> Good now, luck trying to find someone with that with that head with that with that shaped head. Well, the funny thing is, is that you remember in Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan went to that planet to face off against General Grievous. You know, the one where he rode around on the birdie thing going, rawr, 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 you know, yeah. and his ship took off. Yeah, yeah. The being that he talked to, the guy with the gnarly teeth, that is one of their species. Yeah. And you remember how gaunt he was? Yes. Because he was a CGI freaking character. He wasn't real, right? Like exactly. George Lucas could see him. Oh, you know, Ewan McGregor was acting against sticks and a and some eyes on some you know strings or something. Like this only existed in George Lucas's mind. But anyhow, that's the race of people. So I can see where people have a a kind of a point about it differing because it was exaggerated in Rebels. But as was Darth Vader. If you look at Darth Vader, he's got purple eyes and he looks like way taller than he does on screen. So I don't get the outrage there. It's just it it is what it is. Be thankful there's live action Inquisitors. Be thankful there's live action Inquisitors being expanded upon. You know, we're getting not only ones that we've seen, but ones we haven't seen. So that means... This has the possibility of going multiple seasons if if they wanted to or if they felt there was enough story there to mine. 
But you're also getting Hayden Christensen reprising the role of Darth Vader in this. You know, Disney haven't pulled any punches on this. They're just going, yeah, we're full on Star Wars and Star Wars. Yeah. And that that trailer was that for me. It was just like, can't wait for it. I'm still having to wait too long for it, though, the end of May. You know, like, what do we get at the end of this month? Moon Knight. And then, you know, then then it's I know that Sony have this plotting way of bringing us up to this and, and making it be something to lead us into something else. But it just feels like there's a bit of a dead zone right now. I know that there's yet to be announced what date uh, a Bad Batch season two is dropping. And then we've got Andor coming out this year. There's a lot of Star Wars happening. I'm very, I'm, I feel very blessed about that, but yeah, Obi-Wan looks fantastic. It just looks fantastic. Yeah, it really does. I think it looks great. Like, like it looks like a mix between Mandalorian and the prequels. The prequels done right. Yeah. The prequels done without everything on a green screen, you know? Yeah. yeah. With the lure, with the lure of clone wars and and those shows yeah and the funny thing is is that ewan mcgregor was talking with pedro pascal this past week about the actual sense of awe he got when walking on set and two stormtroopers walked by him yeah and he's just like i've never seen stormtroopers he's just like everybody was a clone trooper for me and didn't exist because the clone troopers were all cgi if you try to actually like there was no physical clone trooper yeah. armor made because it wouldn't fit on a human being. Yeah. <laughs> it was that messed up, right? So these these armor didn't exist in real life. It's it's credit to all the people who go to conventions and 501st and whatnot who make their armor and made it fit human beings. But you know, like that that's a new thing for you and and yeah i'm just like this has got to be wild for him like that planet that's all hong kong-ish with the with the graffiti and everything looks absolutely amazing i hope that there's many episodes there i really do i don't want to watch luke play pod racing on the the building (laughs) obi-wan watching in his little binoculars oh (laughs) pod racer luke Well, hello. Yeah, no. You know what? <laughs> I love Star Wars <laughs> so much. Oh, I know, but I can't, I can't help but go to the family guy. Look, do you want to use my force? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a lightsaber. <laughs> Did I ever tell you like that's my Christmas tradition? <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> Blue Heart, what? <laughs> well, let's define. I'm thinking you watch Blue Harvest. <laughs> like, no, I watch all the of them. Family now, the reason yeah, why. Okay. So the reason why hope is because not, like touching some kid while using a weird old man. <laughs> this is the episode where we get arrested. Oh no! No, I'm just <laughs> of, clarifying of, for our of, audience. It oh. seemed weird. <laughs> I kind of walked you into it. Here's the thing. So, the third one came out. Yeah. Around Christmas time on TV back in 2009, and I bought the the Blu-ray pack around that time. Yeah. So Mike and I, you know Mike, yep. so we um for the next few years that we lived together, every Christmas for whatever reason we always watch those, and it's just a tradition a tradition that I've continued since. Yeah, I've got them all on Blu-ray. I even have a T-shirt for them. Yeah, 
<laughs> because this was the funny thing at the time, like that particular show, is that 20th Century Fox didn't like it. It, it owned Family Guy, but they didn't ask permission to do to do the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So they kind of had to go to Lucas and say, like, the, Seth MacFarlane would go to George Lucas and say, "Hey, uh, can we rip off Star Wars?" And he was just like. Sure. <laughs> Just don't have any weird sex. I don't know how they got Obi Wan by, but <laughs> I know that 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 whole thing, that whole shtick makes me laugh. And the quagmire as C three PO and everything. I'm like, oh, man. so much wrong in there, but it's so good, man. Boba let's be Fett honest. Let's let's you know you bring up a great point, George Lucas, and how open he is to interpretations of his work, right? And yes. it kind of sucks now that a lot of people are kind of being chastised, shut down, cease and desist, you know, since the yep. takeover with Disney, right? And it's really unfortunate yep. because I feel like that's something George Lucas kind of in his head assumed would continue, but it wasn't directly in contracts, right? Like, hey, let the people do their thing. Hey, you know, like one of the biggest avenues, one of my favorite shows growing up was Muppet Babies. Yeah. And, you know, part Fucking of the lure of Muppet Babies was that there was so much Star Wars in it. Yeah. There was so much Star Wars and so much. The intro uh, had Raiders Star Wars. Of the, like, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, like all of the Lucasfilm properties. How many times did Gonzo open the closet door and there was the boulder from Raiders rolling? Yeah. How many times did Gonzo open the closet door and there's like Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters <laughs> burning and exploding and stuff? And that stuff was just like, holy crap. Like they didn't ask for permission. They just Fun did fact. it. fact. That's the reason why Gonzo was always my favorite because he always interacted with what I thought was like the coolest of the cool, you know, Indiana Jones yep. stuff and Star Wars. Like that's what I grew up with. I, that's what Juan was, grew up with. So yeah. because of Juan, I grew up with that stuff too, right? Like there's yeah, a reason why like, you and I have this connection on our geekdom, and that's because my geekdom is that of it was my geekdom, your yeah. geekdom, because, because of my brother. older brother. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it's for sure a thing. Like like you can't undersell what it is and for gonzo for me it, it was you right i never thought of that he was a gateway to the star wars and and the lucasfilm lure overall like that the whole lore or whatever word we want to use lure as a kid it was a, it was lure. a lure like i i i was in a a group the lucasfilm fan club my my mom used to pay every year and they used to send up newsletters and they would call them bantha tracks and the funny nice. thing is, is that after Star Wars kind of stopped and Return of the Jedi stopped, it started going hardcore into Indiana Jones. Yeah. And whatnot. And and they would still continue on with the Star Wars stuff. Like, I was getting offers to buy Luke Skywalker's, you know, shirt that was made after the, the shirt that he wore on Dagobah or the shirt that he wore in Bespin City, you know, Cloud City and things like that. So it was it was. It was like authentic stuff that I couldn't afford, but man, it was just crazy to see the stuff. And I, I know I got posters. I know I got like a, an official Empire Strikes Back. I got some Indiana Jones merch, things like that. There were there were things that I was cherry picking and just going, oh, we can afford that. We can get $20 worth of something. But yeah, it was Gonzo was a gateway for that a lot of the time. And I also felt I also felt really compelled to him because he was the most geeky and most accessible for me. It felt like everybody kind of laughed at him. He was in his own world. 
and not that my friends were laughing at me, but I just identified really hardcore with him being on his own journey yep. and choosing to include whoever he wanted along the way, but they were on his terms, not by some need. Like if you weren't going to go with Gonzo, that's okay. He was going to create somebody to go with him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of the, that's, that's what I find appealing about him is that he's going to make the best at any situation. Just even watching haunted mansion with him. He's just like, Hey, Peppy, let's go do this. But Peppy could be there. Peppy could not. Gonzo's still going to be super excited to go into oh, yeah. that haunted mansion. Like, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you have to you know, respect you, it. You bring up another fun thing that I, this is a, these are things that I've honestly written down sometimes because I have a notebook every time I record whatever podcast it is. I have a notebook. I write stuff down, you know, future topics, things, things that come mm-hmm. to mind when, 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 when we, when we chat, one of them was this, as we were talking about star Wars and, and GI Joe, especially, you know, the holy grail of toys that you couldn't afford when you were a kid. Did you ever go out and buy some of these as an adult once you had money? Uh, in weird ways, yes, but not directly. Yeah. I, I know watching comic book men that a lot of guys do this. And I think if I if I did stuff where maybe I had flea markets more accessible to yes. me. I might be a little more inclined to, but I gotta say as a kid, like I follow a GI Joe account on Twitter and they post a lot of stuff. And I had either between myself or my friends, I had a lot of it like back in the heyday of GI Joe. Yeah. Like, like nobody had the USS flag. See, that's my Holy grail of toys. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that. Like, like, you know what it goes for? Nowadays, probably about five hundred bucks. I wish. Oh God. I wish. Yeah, but new in box or like at new, a at a new in box. Like new in box. Yeah, that would be a lot. Three thousand dollars. Yes, that's understandable. New in box. But what yeah. about open box? Like I'm missing a couple parts. Uh, but you could score it between five and seven. About eight hundred, nine hundred. When yeah. someone's selling it without the box, but all pieces there, see, I would never buy it because you can't guarantee twenty two hundred. Oof, that's I wouldn't buy that. Yeah, that's no, crazy. But, but, but you yeah, see, but, like, but, but, yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like, what are you gonna do with a five foot long plastic ship? And then, and then, and I then can find a you, lot you of need, things to do with a five. You need foot long to have the striker ship. to land on it. You need to find the striker to land on it. It's not just enough to have. The ship, you want to have the the, the F fourteen, yeah, Tomcat, right? Like you got to have the the ships in the X one that they had the striker or whatever with the wings inverted and stuff. There are things that you need to have with that. But I was lucky when I was a kid. I had the Death Star from Sears with the cardboard and the big plastic tower, yeah, and whatnot. Like I I had some of these playsets because my parents made sure that our Christmases were always good. Yes, that's rest of the year might have sucked, but Christmas was always good. Man. Yeah, even birthdays. We, I did. I I for sure didn't get too much just because my birthday was in. It's in November, right? It's close yeah. to Christmas. They always got something small, but Christmas, no matter what, my parents went out of their way. Yeah. My mom went out of her way to, you know, get like really make it special. No matter how fucking poor we actually were. Yeah, and and for me, my birthday's in January. 
And I remember one year I was so mad. Oh my goodness. I was so mad. I, my parents said, you can go to Zellers and you can buy any discounted Lego set. <laughs> Cause they were all on sale. It was all that crap. Nobody bought for Christmas. And I went in there. I was so mad. I bought the biggest set I could find. And they weren't expecting me to pull that move because they went and they looked at the space Lego and they saw that there was only piddly crap. So they were like, Phil's only getting $10 worth of Lego. <laughs> right. I went in and I bought the post office, man. <laughs> I was like, and they're like, you're really going to build a post office and play with it. I'm going to deliver the hell out of the mail, mom. <laughs> <laughs> out of spite. I love it. Even oh, at a young age, fueled by hey, spite. Here's an interesting fact that I read last week. Do you know, and I'm leading the question, so you're going to know, but who the biggest tire manufacturer in the world is actually maybe not, because I've been watching a lot of car stuff, but who the biggest tire manufacturer is in the world? Do you think it's Michelin? Like, no, Who do you think makes the most tires a, in the world? It's a Lego, isn't it? It's Lego. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's impressive. Like It's crazy. Man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I did, yeah, know, I, so, I did see that fact somewhere. Yeah, it's been floating around on the internet. So it, 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 I totally get it though, because like, look at the way I overcompensate with the man toys that I have now, like full sized helmets, Funko Pops, um, Lego, you know, but Lego is pretty much a current thing always, and lightsabers. Like, there's no way a grown man should be buying the lightsabers that I do, but I love them so much. Like, I, I, I am. You know, going through that midlife crisis, buying my man toys that are really reminiscent as a kid of running around with like a padded hockey stick, beating on other kids, pretending it they're lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I have a dark saber. Like, come on. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. So I know that it's not the USS flag, but I had the Cobra boat the hydrofoil i had the a10 warthog to be honest i really liked cobra stuff gi joe stuff was really boring <laughs> it was like okay i had the big hind helicopter i had the big tank the abrams tank and things like that my friends had shitty things i see them come up on that twitter feed and i'm like you know the 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 transport carrier that had a big gun and was like two parts that bent in the middle i'm like that thing was a piece of junk <laughs> And I laughed at my friend because I'm like, I won't play G.I. Joe with you. You have shit vehicles. That's so funny. But, you know, like I had the dune buggy where it had individual coiled springs and stuff and the dreadnought mobile. And there's a lot of stuff that I was just like really hardcore into. And I look back on it and I'm like, well, that's extremely Mad Max. And I did it up Mad Max. And there was boats and we'd go swimming with them. Like yeah. That was part of the fun, right? The boats actually floated. Yeah, they don't Concept. make shit like that anymore. It's crazy. Well, I know. At the same time, I find even children at are taught at such a young age, and I blame your generation for this, they're taught at such a young age not to open and play with toys. Oh, God, no. You got to open toys. Oh, I know. That's the oh, whole I know. point. Oh, I know. It, like, if, if I really think I'm going to keep a toy in the box, I buy two of them, one to open and one to put in the box and put yeah. away. It's not gonna sit out. It's gonna go into a box. I'm at the point now where I just I'm not gonna sell shit, right? Yeah, I'm not. And who am I kidding? Like, when do I think I'm gonna get the gumption to sit here and sell my Slave One Ultra UCS set? You know, it, it's it. 
last I looked, it was selling for over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, you know, brand new in box. It was the last box ever made that didn't have the Disney logo on it. Like it was a Lucasfilm production at that point. So this thing was made in 2012. Like, when am I going to do it? Like, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm like we were talking about last week. I'm extremely excited about this Muppets uh, collectible mini series, and about my idea of of Statler and Waldorf, and even Gonzo having his own bachelor pad yeah. with Camilla, you know, yeah. hanging out and stuff like that, and 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 you know maybe maybe Piggy and 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 Kermit living next door but not quite together type thing. So the tension's always on, you know. Like I'm I'm planning like. Muppet episodes of Friends in my head with my Lego tell. sets, right? I tell. <laughs> so I've got all this stuff being mapped out. And I'm thinking, you know, it might be a good time to open that town square that I never opened, a 4,000 piece that's like actual complex of apartment buildings so that the Muppets, you know, my big complaint was there's no washrooms in it, but Muppets don't poop. So they could live there and be really happy. <laughs> Wow, you have put way too much thought into this, and I love every second of this. I know. The great thing is, we just came up with a title for our episode, Muppets Don't Poop. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Remember that. Write it down on your notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And just like that, yeah. Phil, we have filled 54 minutes of content. Is that gold? Muppets Don't Poop. <laughs> Oh, I'll give you the God. challenge of coming up with a graphic for that. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Oh, oh my goodness. So oh, funny. Well, you know what's actually hilarious? You know, the reason why I went to our that? website was because I wanted to remind myself, and our website's working again, by the way. I wanted to remind myself. Damn it, you ruined my throw. <laughs> I wanted to remember, remind myself. Oh, I, I know I did. Remind myself, <laughs> what episode number we're on? We're on 96, man. We're already on 96. I I've been making notes while we're talking. And this, the, I went this, with the silent keyboard. And, and, and uh, we're lying in a sense, because I know we're past 96. Oh, we're way but past 96. Whatever. But whatever. Yeah, the we're counter finished. for what we have it roll on is 96. Yeah. Yes. We're on episode 96 this week. That means in a few weeks, we're hitting that milestone 100. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, we got to start planning. Hold on. Yeah. I got to figure out number one because I have a bad <laughs> what, what feeling. What week that is? <laughs> I have a bad feeling it's going to land on the one week I don't want to do this show. Oh, oh, fuck. Well, then that'll be the show that we put. What's more, it's Canon Podcast. Then we're taking a break that week and we'll let you know that Monday. <laughs> you know what? We'll be it back works next out. week. It works out perfectly. It's the week after the week I don't want to do the show. Okay, great. Yeah, we're Perfect. good. Yeah. But I think that night, we're going to have to figure stuff out. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can that get this, 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 this. Sorry? That night. <laughs> that night. We figure this out. Well, not that night. Figure out yeah, for yeah. that night. Um, yeah, yeah. Get some video up and going. Be nice. Be nice. Now that I got my like cool man yellow shades on. <laughs> All right, Bono. <laughs> yeah, Bono here. These are video gaming shades. They're like $70. But yeah. Well, since our website's up, darn it. 
you can go to www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, anywhere where you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. Think I've done this a few times? I have. And if you like what you hear so far, make sure you uh, never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. Be sure to leave a rate and review if the platform allows it. And be sure to tell your friends that you've listened to the It's Canon Podcast. They sound like blooming idiots, but you had fun doing it. Yep. You know what's bullshit? What's bullshit is that you do this uh, the spiel on how to get a hold of us on this show, and I haven't been able to get Matt to do it on all my other shows. <laughs> You're going to have to hire me to be the voice-in guy. <laughs> I, I, I fucking have to. Just and I, I say the same thing every week, except this week I can say Muppets don't poop, so there you go. <laughs> Anyways... Thank you for listening. It's the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, all things nerd, all things anything and everything, all things pop culture. And the best part of it all is, is that it is all in canon. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Thank you for listening. Until next week, take care of yourself and goodbye. <laughs>